0: It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Arsenal are out of the Europa League. Arsenal have crashed out at the hands of our former boss, Unai Emery. It's finished Arsenal nil via Real nil at the Emirates Stadium in the second leg of that semi-final clash. I'm lost for words. I'm, I'm really disappointed. I didn't think I would be this disappointed in the event that we crashed out. But now that it's happened, I feel horrible. I feel terrible. I feel like shit. I feel embarrassed. I feel broken. Um we're going to get into it. We're going to discuss it. Um, I want to say a a massive hello to everybody joining us in the live chat tonight. And as you can see, for those of you watching us live, uh, I am joined round about half an hour after the final whistle uh, by the brilliant Mike Stavrou of Metro Sport. Mike, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you feeling?
1: I wish it was in better circumstances, mate. And um, I'm like you, you know, I... I'm just angry, depressed. I feel numb, to be honest. Um, and it, it, as, as you alluded to, it's not so much the, res- the result, it's the, the manner of the performance uh, over the two legs, pretty much. But tonight, in particular, because we knew the task at hand, we knew that we had to go out and score goals and we went out with a whimper. It was a disgrace. Um, the players were shameful. I mean you know, we're going to get into the whole Arteta situation, but just focusing on the players for a second. You don't need motivating for a European semi-final. You know what's at stake. You know how much this means. Uh, You know where we are as a club and how much we desperately need European football, Champions League football, and to, to hardly create any chances, to not even do the basics and, you know, put like put a press in and show urgency on the ball. Like these are bare minimums that, that you see at the lowest level of football. And we couldn't show it tonight in the European final. I'm just devastated, mate, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's a really horrible way to go out. As you said, it's it's the nature of it all, isn't it? I mean, you you look at the way it went. You look at the way, look at the two legs as a whole, right? Because I'm upset about tonight's performance, obviously. But this tie was, well, the damage, the majority of the damage was done in that first leg. And we talked about it after that game. We talked about the fact that Mikel Arteta was naive. that He made some questionable decisions. He he almost had the arrogance to go into that game and decide, you know what? We don't need a striker. We're going to try something different. Um, And it backfired. But even still, you'd have backed Arsenal tonight to have what it takes to push through, to get the result that they needed. It wasn't like you were asking Arsenal to come back from three goals down. It wasn't like you were asking Arsenal to do the impossible. Arsenal were not even facing a top European outfit. You know, let's, let's be honest about it. Villarreal are a very average side. They are a very average side. The problem here is that, you know, when you look at that Arsenal side and you look at the way they've performed in both legs and you take into consideration the way they've performed throughout this campaign it's impossible to make excuses for him anymore. It is impossible to make excuses for him anymore. I've been looking at the Mikel Arteta situation throughout the season. I've tried my utmost to be patient, to give him the time he needs, to understand the circumstances under which he's working and try and appreciate that this is a really, really difficult job. But the reality is, it is a difficult job, but he's not up to doing it because some of the decisions, some of the calls he has made this season have been truly baffling. I mean, tonight, Mike. So, when the team came out, we all looked at the team and some of us thought that Saka was playing at left-back. Some of us thought that Shaka was playing at left-back. The fact that when Shaka was injured uh, in the warm-up and was taken out of the starting lineup, it was Kieran Tierney. A Kieran Tierney, by the way, who's, who looked completely knackered and unfit tonight, came in over Mohamed Ol'neni, suggests that actually... Mikel Arteta's intention was to play Granit Xhaka at left-back again, which then means that he actually planned to go into a game against Villarreal and play essentially a one-man midfield, because that's what it was. Thomas Partey had to live with Villarreal's midfield pretty much by himself. Martin Odegaard and Emil Smith-Rowe were doing what they do, to be fair to them, getting around the pitch, trying to make things happen in the attacking third. But we left Thomas Partey completely isolated. And in his post-match interview, this really wound me up. Mikel Arteta was asked if, if we were dominated in midfield. And he said, no, he said, no, I don't think so. Mate, every time Thomas Partey got the ball, we had three or four players around him immediately, immediately. It was, it just wasn't a level playing field. And people will give Thomas Partey pelters about his performance tonight. And I appreciate that he hasn't always been at the level we thought he would be when we signed him. But you're giving him an impossible task there. The midfield for me is the most key area on the pitch. And the fact that you're willing to gamble with that week in, week out, whether it be playing Sabio's in this strange position from slightly left or or what he did tonight, I just can't get my head around it. And I am at the point now where I think a change of manager come the end of the season is needed. Are you at that point yet?
1: Um, just to, just to say as well, um, l- looking at the lineup, Harry, before I answer your question, some of us thought maybe it would be Smith Rowe as the as the sort of uh, pivot next to Party. That didn't happen. Um, I think it is completely naive um, just because you need a goal uh, in in the game. You need multiple goals in the game to say, "All right, I'm just going to play one midfielder and the rest can attack." It was just absolutely disastrous and. For me, the real stark point was that we sacked Unai Emery because he was deemed to be tactically inept. Right, by a lot of Arsenal fans, thought that you know it, it changed from week to week. He absolutely did a number on us over over the two legs. Unai Emery, he um, they dominated us in the in in, in the first game, and yeah, he made a questionable decision um, that. Many, as and we said as well, that was why the reason we, we sacked him when he took off uh, Alcacer and brought Coquelin on at half-time. And, you know, he gave us a chance. We, we got back into the game. And then from the beginning of, of this game, again, just completely nullified us. We There was, there was nothing we could do uh, in, in the game that that put them in any danger um our, our chances were you know a sort of half chance for um, abamyang a that he managed to get against the post in the first half the second one when he hit the post again was you know the most basic of counterattacks bellerin's hopeful cross and abamyang somehow managed to hit the hit the post but that literally was it and we're talking about someone saying that you know emery was was t- t- tactically inept well what about arteta then if this is the guy he's literally completely outwitted him and now we've got someone who is extremely experienced. The job, as I agree and I've said before, is way too big for him. Um, do I want him out? I mean, if I had faith in our in our board, Harry, to to appoint someone that was that was competent um, and wouldn't be, you know, a sidestep that um, could take on the job and take on everything that goes with it. Uh, I would say yes, but I just I don't have that faith. And my my sort of worry is is that we sack Arteta, we get another sidestep. I don't know who it might be, Ralph Hasen who Graham Potter I've seen linked to. It. If we get someone like that, I just think we're going to be in the same situation again in in another eighteen months. The truth is that that we're not a big club, um, we're not run like a big club, and I can't see who realistically would it is is going to take us back to where we want to be and that's what that, that that's the issue that I have in the question of should should he be, should he be let go i would say if he was sacked tomorrow i don't think any arsenal fan could really complain too much
0: Harry, your mic is muted, I think, mate. There we go. Has it come out? Yeah, yeah, good now. Bloody hell. So professional <laughs> of me. God, on. Be a, that's what happens when you're pissed off. Uh, big thank you to Marble Halls TV for your very, very kind super chat donation, he says. Uh, time for Mikel to go. Cannot justify him anymore. Inept tinkering, fumbled this semi KSE. If you have the balls to sack him tonight, Only good is he won the FA Cup. Spurs haven't won in decades. Yeah, agreed. Look, it's for me, it's becoming... It's one of those things where you've looked at Mikel Arteta from the very beginning, and in my opinion, you've always had to scratch beneath the surface to see the progress. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. You should be able to see it. As someone who watches this team week in, week out, you should be able um, to see that progress clearly. And we've not seen it. The the, the season is almost over. Arsenal are on course uh, for their worst ever finish in in ages, in donkey's years. And we've crashed out embarrassingly, in my opinion, to a very average VRA outside. I mean, Emery did get some things right on us. I I agree with you, um, Mike, you know, I, I think you're absolutely right. He absolutely did. But, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand picture of things, I don't even think that Unai Emery did a, an amazing job. I don't think that Arsenal no. made Villarreal have to play well. They got their results. Um, they got their result in the first leg. You know, they, they capitalised on mistakes. They limited us to us, us to very little in the second leg. We talk about the chances we had tonight. You know, Bamiang struck the woodwork twice. That was the only opportunities we created. And, and the fact that the only times we got the ball to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang were well, those two times just tells you that there is something so dysfunctional about this Arsenal side. It is really, really bad. And um, this is a low. This is a, a massive low because you look at it and you don't understand or, or you can't see how this is going to get better and how it's going to get better quickly. And the reality is, Yes, it's a big job. Yes, a lot needs to be done. Yes, a lot of work needs to go on behind the scenes. And yes, the owners need to back him financially or whoever is in charge financially. But this is too big a football club to be sitting mid-table in the Premier League. This is too big a football club to accept being knocked out of European competition by a bang average VRA outside, managed by an average manager, in my opinion, in Unai Emery. He's got a knack in this competition I can't tell you why he does okay in the cup games whatever but he's not a top class manager. You know we've not come up against Thomas Tuchel. We've not come up against Pep Guardiola and they've out outthought us, outdone us. This is this is embarrassing. Let's quickly go back to the live chat cuz there's a few super chats coming through. Uh, big thank you to Zane uh, for yours. He says uh, just say it lads, Arteta I I am now at the point where where I believe Arsenal need to change the boss. This was always the last straw for me. This was always the last chance. He had to salvage this season. And had he got to the final and got beaten by a Man United side that we all know are better than us, I probably would have been more accepting of this, but I can't accept going out to Villarreal. Big thank you to Demas as well uh, for his kind super chat donation. He says, two years ago, Chelsea won the Europa, sacked their manager. Fast forward, they just outplayed Madrid to reach the CL final. While we lost to the same manager, we sacked. Difference owner's ambition. Absolutely. They needed to improve their squad. They went and forked out hundreds of millions of pounds to do that. Unfortunately, we're not going to see that, are we? No.
1: <laughs> no, we're not. And I think that's the, that's the thing that I would say. So, you're going to, everyone's going to hate me here, but this is what I see happening, yeah? I think they'll give him the summer, whatever happens. I don't see, I I just don't see KSE Stan Kroenke sacking this, this guy. I, I don't think They've got the balls, pretty much. I don't think they they care that in, enough, essentially, to to be able to to be able to say, "All right, you're gone." A manager that that they've backed, you know, that they are back to the hilt, essentially, by by even t- taking him in at that time. I think they will give him the summer. How much investment that they're going to need to give it? It's going to be a lot. If if there's any hope, and then the beginning of, of next season will test it. Because let, let's let's just float the theory here that Arteta gets sacked tomorrow. What? Do you trust this club, Harry, to, to, to go out and get someone no. that's going to... That's, that's gonna, so what's the... Sol- this, this is my thing. It's, it's, it's easy to say, I'll test her out, fine. But what next? Like, I don't trust this club. I don't trust the recruitment. I don't trust any of the directors, anyone from, from top to bottom to, to be able to make the right decision. So I don't know. I, the, the, the answer is I don't know what the solution is. Just let, let's just say... Do you have anyone in, in mind that you would say would you think would, would be suited to it at the moment?
0: The, the thing is, I want to make this clear in the chat, right? Because there's a lot of people in the chat that are quite disappointed in me for, for feeling as though tonight in an Aurora reaction immediately after the game that a change of manager is needed. But the reality is this, this idea of Arsenal making a change, this, in my opinion, need for Arsenal to make a change, is not based just on tonight. Like, people need to get their heads around that. I have tried so hard, so hard, to defend this guy, to find silver linings when most people would have just given up, to find reasons to support what he is doing. And I still believe there are some things that he has done well. You know, we we, we talk about the culture at the club, Mike, and we talk about the attitude of the players. And on the one hand, we've been sitting there moaning about it for years and years and years. And on the other hand, when a manager comes in and says, you know, well, I don't like your attitude, so I'm binning you out, like he's done in the case of, for example, somebody like Matteo Genduzzi or Messer Ozil, we complain again. So you can't complain from both sides. So in that sense, I think Mikel Arteta has the right ideas. He is trying to do the right thing. I do think that as a coach, he is very talented. I think some of his. Tactical sort of tweaks that he's made have, have been interesting to see and things that I probably never saw before or never thought of. And I and I give him credit for that. But it's it's not about all of a sudden hating Mikel Arteta and wanting him out. But it's exactly what you said earlier on, Mike. Is if tomorrow morning we wake up, if we wake up on Friday morning and there is an official announcement, there won't be, but if there was that said Arsenal have party company with Mikel Arteta. How could you make a case to say that that was the wrong decision? You couldn't. Yeah. And 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 going out of the Europa League for me at the semi-final stage against Villarreal is what has pushed me to right. Well, now I can't defend you anymore. You know, you're not going to catch me outside the Emirates tomorrow with a placard saying Arteta out. But I can't make any more excuses for him. I can't defend him any longer. Just quickly, let me just address this super chat and I'll come back to the original question you asked me because I've gone around the bloody houses. Uh, But Pramod says, Harry, is it not better for Arsenal to be out of Europe if Arteta is the manager? Not defending him, but trying to find any positive. It's a good point, Pramod, because I do think that if he has a week between games, if he has players fit all the time, doesn't have people breaking down every two minutes. You know, if you saw his post-match interview, he looked absolutely broken. That's not a person that doesn't care about this football club or doesn't care about success. He really, really does. And he is really trying, but the problem is that we're all, some people will sit there and defend him and say that he hasn't got the money to go and buy the players he wants without European football. He's even less likely to get the money he needs to go and get the players that he wants. Yes. It has positives in terms of fitness, in terms of having more time on the training ground, in terms of dealing with a far less hectic schedule, but it has negative Uh, impacts when it comes to the club and and what the club will be in a position to do. You asked me who I'd like to replace him. If I had a blank checkbook, uh, you know, I, I would go out and I'd get somebody like Antonio Conte. You know, I've seen the name Rafa Benitez being banded about in the chat. Maybe Arsenal need to go down that experience route because of where we are. We need someone to steady the ship, someone who can draw on experiences and use those experiences to be able to deal and handle, deal with and handle situations mm. that Mikel Arteta is is finding strange and and perhaps difficult. Uh, we got another super chat. I've, I'll come back to you uh, in just a sec, Mike. He says, um, "Aditya says uh, a friendly reminder that London has been, is, and will be blue for the rest of this century." Aditya, um, thank you. Uh, for but trying to stick the knife in. But the <laughs> joke is on you, my friend, because you've literally just paid. You've just paid me <laughs> to have a go at me. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mike, we, we talked you about
1: Harry, because you wanted, you wanted him before, didn't you? Originally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did I, I really you go
1: to Everton and say, you know, here's how much money you want. Let, let's have Carlo.
0: I think Carlo would do a better job here. Um, I, I really do, but Carlo is clearly invested in the project at Everton because, you know, all right, the pandemic's hit and it's, it's impacted everybody. But I do think that had it not been for the pandemic, there was a, an ambition at Everton to spend big, they're going to build a new stadium, et cetera, et cetera. They're a club trying to break into that sort of big six bracket and Arsenal are, are the ones languishing behind it. When you look at what happened tonight, it becomes yeah. even more embarrassing that we were even involved in the Super League chat, doesn't it? But just, we, we talked about the midfield and we talked about, you know, that being wrong tonight. W- was that the only thing in your opinion that Mikel got wrong? I I picked exactly the same 11 that he did from the start, obviously including Granite Xhaka, prior to to the game beginning. So I'm not going to dig him out for the personnel, but I think the application of that, team just wasn't quite right in general for a number of reasons.
1: Well I think this is the thing that 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 frustrates me as well. And the reason why I'm so angry is because I saw as as much as Arteta is at fault, there's things that he's got wrong. But for me, I just saw a group of players Harry that that just couldn't be asked tonight. Like as, as I mentioned before, it doesn't matter what manager you've got on the sidelines saying what this is an Arsenal team in a European semi-final you know that one more game and you've got the potential to get back into the Champions League. I am just ashamed to say that I'm I'm an Arsenal fan tonight based on that performance because I think it was it was horrendous. Um, I think there's very few players that could that could hold their the heads up high. Maybe Smith Rowe Saka was poor tonight, but you know it, it, at least he gave it a go. The rest, I mean pfft, indefensible really. In terms of what Arteta got wrong um, I probably wouldn't have played Hector Bellerin because he's not played much football. Um I think in, in the second half he improved, but first half he was giving the ball away. Um I I would have stuck with Callum Chambers, you know, pay play players on merit pretty much. Apart from that, I don't think there's there's really much he could have done. Maybe started Martinelli, but then you know, this is Nicolas Pepe's competition. So I think the biggest thing obviously was the was the change in system. I mean, I don't know why. You you choose to go with with a new system for a game like this. Why would you choose to to put Parsi in midfield on his own with about three Villarreal players to chase? He looked absolutely shattered after about fifteen minutes because he was doing the job of two people, and that that is the biggest flaw for me. Obviously, from the first leg as well, we had the the false nine, debacle, which again was was shambolic. And I know what you're saying. i I know that that these decisions are. Uh, indefensible and could well lead to his downfall but I think the players have to have to take a massive massive you know chunk of responsibility for me I really do
0: yeah I do as well and and I can see some people in particular my my dad is in the chat and he's uh saying nothing wrong with the players tactics were wrong yes Tony Uh, for me that's not right though is it because uh, yes, the tactics are wrong, and we've talked about the, the wrong decisions that Mikel Arteta made. But how do you account for all the heavy touches, all the misplaced passes that we saw tonight? Yeah. Because we saw tons of them. We saw tons of professional footballers unable to control a ball and play a simple pass. We saw balls being smashed at people and 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 expecting them to, you know, bring it under control. There was one instance in the second half where I think it was Rob Holding absolutely hammered a ball back to Bern Leno's feet. And Bern Leno took a heavy first touch and almost got himself in trouble, sort of on the edge of his own six-yard box. Yeah, It happens so often. Mikel Arteta even alluded to it post-match. He talked about the fact that we were not neat and tidy at all um, at the back. And, and you know, we, we just couldn't build the play. We've given Mikel Arteta a hard time in the early stages of this show. And, and rightly so. Look, uh, my opinion has gone that way now. I think that, you know, we've seen not just tonight, but over the course of the season now that this experiment is probably failing. And and I'm not going to go back on that now. I, I really won't. I think that, you know, it took me a while uh, to, to want to say it or to want to admit it or to want to believe it even. But now we're at this point, I think I've got no choice but to. But as you said, right at the top of the programme, how can you as a professional footballer go into a European Cup semi-final and not be motivated. How can you go out on the pitch and be unable to execute the basic skills in football, i.e. controlling the ball, playing a simple pass? Mikel Arteta has got a lot wrong, but these players have not helped him, Mike. They've not helped him one bit.
1: No, and I think it was quite interesting his, his post-match comments, Harry, because he, he obviously you know want, wanted to defend his players. Um, but really, I think he was absolutely fuming, mate. Honestly, I do. And I think he's done that for, for two reasons, because he wants to keep them on side. And, you know, the, 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 the sort of next point from that is that he wants to keep his job. I think in the sort of, you know, latter stages of, of, of Lampard's short-lived Chelsea career, he started throwing his players under the bus. And I think, you know, when that starts to happen, that's that's when it's it. And I think... If he did throw his players under the bus tonight, I think he he, he very well could have got sacked tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I think he's tried to play it smart. But as people are saying, you know, when Arteta first came in, we sort of lauded him for his honesty, didn't we? He was quite up upfront about stuff and that has just faded. And is that just a pressure or is that him trying to, you know, conserve his job by appeasing the players? i don't know and to, to me it feels like there's a there's there's a big issue there um because as much as we we're, we're slamming the players the fact that they don't want to put that performance in what does that really say about about their relationship with the manager i mean surely they should they should want to put that performance in that they believe enough in in his in his plan and his tactics to to want to go out and execute that in in such a big game i'm i'm, I'm not saying he lost the dressing room but it's, it's it's pretty ominous a performance like that because you have to question it you really do i don't think yeah. it comes it, it comes down to individuals i mean do they not want it i don't know it's 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 mental to me it, it really is how that can happen and it's it's a sort of thing where like we might as well just write off to see like what what is the plan for the rest of the season now i think what do, do you play the kids do you i don't know i, I don't know it's, it's 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 gone essentially the season's gone it's over it's up to the club to decide what they want to do now whether they stick by him or whether they, whether they place
0: it now yeah and we'll we'll come on to talk about that in a second let me just go back to the chat because we've got a couple more super chats coming through uh thank you very much for your very very kind donations matt murdoch says that false nine last week has cost us the game and there's no denying it arteta has got to go with the board there's another no, no other way to explain it I am fuming. A couple of questions on what's going on off of the field at the moment, Mike, because there is a lot going on off of the field. You know, we know that there's been or we've seen we've been part of the protests against KSC, against their ownership. We want them out. There's been talk of Daniel Ek taking over the club. He supposedly enlisted the help of some Arsenal legends in order to try and pull at the heartstrings of the fans and he succeeded in doing that, it seems. How much of an impact, if any, does all of that turmoil off of the pitch have on the team as they prepare for a game of this magnitude? Because, you know, players will be well aware of what's going on. will be reading the media. We'll see the fans gathered outside the stadium like there was last, uh, a couple of Fridays ago, you know does it have an impact and if so how much of an impact does that have on on the players on the manager on the coaching staff ahead of what was undoubtedly our biggest game of the season
1: i don't I, I, I don't think so Harry. I think that that's an excuse. I really think that that the players these days I just don't think that they' they're invested enough to be able to say you know I really care about you know who's 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 the owner of this club. You know, if it was in this in a situation where you know we had the likes of Jack Walsh and people who are really connected, and you know they, they they wore their hearts on their sleeves, I'd say maybe. But now, and you, you have to draw comparisons to to Man United. They had much worse protests. Um, you know, much bigger, broke onto the pitch, stopped stop the game. That's going to have an effect on players. And the fact that they've just cruised through to to the to the final, I think tells you. They did probably, lose tonight though. They did lose tonight but you know come on I don't know I think I think it's too easy I think it's too I think the the players shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse Arteta shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse yeah he's had to battle away a few questions about it but ultimately like is that connection really there anymore like do the do the players care enough I don't know like they would have to care firstly about about the 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 ownership of the club and the 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 morals of it and the the cronkeys and whether or not they're you know whether they love it or whether they're just doing it for money i think they'd have to actually know and take an interest in that first before it even affected them I'm, i'm really not sure it does from my point of view anyway
0: Just a a quick shout out to everybody watching us live at the moment because across the multiple platforms, there's over 500 of you tuned in watching this live right now. And of course, there'll be plenty watching it back on replay and those of you who listen to this back. So if you wouldn't mind smashing that like button, it really, really does help the channel and it will provide me with some happiness on a really, um, really bad evening uh, from an Arsenal perspective. So um Please smash the like button, subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. We'd love to have you. And if you fancy supporting the channel and becoming a member, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. And we'd love to have you uh, as part of our little community um, and as part of our Discord server where we're talking about Arsenal daily. Another sort of question I wanted to put to you, Mike, and this is something I've been thinking about over the last few days, even prior to to sort of knowing that we were going to be out of the Um, out of the Europa League competition and and that it was all going to end this way. Do you think that given what we've just discussed that's kind of going off, going on off of the pitch, do you think that the Cronkies will feel now that they need to act on Mikel Arteta and they need to do something to show to the fans, almost in an attempt to try and rebuild that trust with the fans and prove that they do care about what's going on on the pitch? Do you think what has happened will influence the way they deal with Mikel Arteta moving forward. Will they be inclined to be a little bit more ruthless in a way to try and score points with those fans who feel that they don't, that they don't care?
1: I mean, I honestly don't think they, they they care, Harry. I mean that, I think that's, that's clear to us all. What I think they they would do now is to try and protect their, their asset a little bit. And clearly very very clearly a way to do that is is to invest in this squad I think you know they obviously sanctioned the the deal for Thomas party last year um well or, or so we heard Josh cronkey was was apparently involved in that you know he gave this big interview saying about how we're gonna you know exciting things are coming that hasn't happened but I think in order for them to protect their asset now they have to invest because you know this is a business and um judging where we are at the moment we are not we are not a big club anymore. Like we might be in terms of historically, um, you know, we've still got one of the, you know, a lot of supporters around the world that are going to bring in money in terms of revenue. We're still always going to, going to sell out the Emirates, but you know, that is going to diminish more and more and more. The longer that this shit goes on the longer, because essentially now we are a mid table club. We're not going to have European football next season for the first time in 25 years. I think it is that, no matter what you say, however much of a big club we are, however much we're insulated financially, that is going to affect us, right? So they need to look at it now. I personally don't think they have any affection towards the fans. I just I just think they see it as, as the dollar signs. Um, so I think the only way that, that 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 will happen is by saying, you know, Arteta's is going to say to them, whoever's going to say is going to say, look, we this is going in the wrong direction. You need to invest in the squad. To, to, to get it back. But no, I don't think they care, mate. Honestly, I don't.
0: Yeah. I don't either. I just, I just, I'm I'm curious to see yeah, whether it will change, whether they will feel that by showing a, a ruthlessness towards Mikel Arteta, there will be kind of scoring points in the sense of, yeah, we've been on at them that they don't care about the football. Yet, if they let this manager who is going to finish ninth and who is go and who has crashed yeah. out of the Europa League without delivering any silverware, get away with it. It would kind of back up the point that the fans have been making towards them in the first place. That's the kind of angle that I'm, so, I'm, I'm sort so, of coming So you at.
1: think, you think they could sack him to save face essentially?
0: I, I think they might feel that sacking him will prove to people that they yeah. care about the football. They don't, we know they don't, but they will feel like it. it yeah. Be a good PR I'm not saying they will, uh, you know, I don't have any inside track on that or anything like that. But I I do think that is a possibility. It's, you know, it's it's really horrible with Mikel Arteta because I, I really was, you know, when we signed him, when we appointed him, if you go back to the podcast that I did on the day the announcement was made, or in the days leading up to the announcement too, where we were talking about Mikel Arteta and his suitability, once the speculation started coming out, my initial thoughts were, i'm not i'm not keen on this guy i'm not big on this guy i wanted arsenal to go out and bring in someone experienced someone who had a track record and you know we didn't you know we went for for Mikel arteta and i was taken aback by him in his early press conferences i thought he was really really good and i thought although there wasn't really that manager new manager bounce when he took over midway through last season um you know, you felt that you felt that there were signs when we won the FA Cup that he could uh, take us somewhere. You know, I think at times this season you've looked at him and gone, yeah, he's done all right here. But I think, you know, looking at it now, it's, it's you know, it's becoming increasingly difficult to to sack him. And, and for me, sorry, to keep him, it's becoming increasingly difficult to back him. And I think that, if somebody else is available, that Arsenal feel could do a better job, then I think you've got to make that move. And it's yeah. not me, it's, yeah. it's not me calling for him to be hung. It's not me, you know, standing outside the Emirates, as I said, with a placard calling for him to be sacked right now. But it's not, it's not worked, is it? Nobody can deny that.
1: No. And, you know, you look across the road and even though the situations are completely different, the culture is different, the, the money's different and the, the squads are very different. You look at, you know, Chelsea, they had a club legend, or Arteta's not a club legend, but a former player. Um, they had they had Lampard, and obviously they gave him a go. Uh, he got them top four. And then when it wasn't quite working, they, they sacked him and brought in an elite manager. And I think that's what we need to do. Obviously, our elite manager is not going to be on that scale because we're not that big a club as as, as Chelsea are. Unfortunately, it pains me to say, but, but we're just not. So... If you said to me tomorrow, Arteta's going to get sacked and Arsenal are going to bring in, I don't know, Brendan Rodgers, I would say I would bite your hand off. But I don't think it's going to happen. Like I don't think we can get a, a manager. And like Brendan Rodgers is not less. Like don't get me wrong, he's a good manager, but he's not an elite manager. But I think he would be the right sort of person to take us in the in the right direction. It's not realistic. I don't think he's going to leave Leicester. But that's the sort of ballpark I think we should be aiming for. But when you say to me, we're going to sack Arteta and we're going to get Graham Potter, I think, what's the point? That That is just such a... That doesn't excite me as an Arsenal fan. I don't look at Graham Potter and say, yeah, that's the guy. I just think there's so many issues, Harry, deep-rooted issues at this club that, that need fixing. That, in a sense, whatever manager we get in, if it's not an elite manager, I think we're just going to struggle with, with, with these continued issues until the top it changes from the top Cronky is out we have a, we have an ownership that care that want to invest that um you know take the fans into consideration um the thing for me when it was completely lost from from Cronky is when he sold like the 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 you know like the family shares was it when, when he took complete control and and forced them to sell I mean that it's a business move, but look, I, I that that just told me he's not he's definitely not the right guy, um, and the directors I think Edu has got has got a lot to answer for. As much as there's been you know good signings in in party, there's been there's been Williams and there's been uh, a David Louise extension, and I just mate, it's just all completely a mess. And I think people might you know blast me for I'm I'm, I'm not defending Arteta. I'm just saying what's the next move essentially.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that I agree with that. Uh, Matt Murdoch, uh, thank you for your kind super chat. It says, Harry, fans like you who support Arteta in cost us. No, I think it's perfectly reasonable to have looked at Mikel Arteta and said he deserves a full season in charge. That season is essentially over now because we're not going to qualify for the Champions League. We're not even going to qualify for the Europa League. And we have crashed out at the semifinal stage. I don't think it was at all ridiculous or crazy to want to give the guy one full season in charge. He took over midway through last season, a season that was disrupted and put on pause for three months because of COVID. This is his first campaign. So I, I do believe that if you were calling for his head six months ago, then you were being harsh. I, I really do. Having said that, that first season has now essentially come to an end. Yeah, technically, there's a few games remaining, but the season's over in the sense of Arsenal were not going to achieve anything in the Premier League, and Arsenal are out of the one competition they had a chance of doing something in. So people who supported him up until this point are not to blame for where we find ourselves now. Yeah, this is the, the shit thing about Arsenal fans, is that it's always about point scoring. It's always about, oh, but you wanted him in, I wanted him out, and now I'm right, so let's let's have a big song and dance about it. That's not what it's about. We're all Arsenal fans, and we feel the pain together, and we feel the joy together. That's what it's all about. It was never unreasonable to want to give Mikel Arteta one full season in charge before he was judged, and that full season is coming to an end, and he's proven that he, he can't do the job, in my opinion. He's proven that he's not at the level required. And therefore, I now believe it is probably time to move on. But let's not go back and talk about him, you know, oh, in, in September, October, we should have been calling for this. that's absolute madness. It's absolute madness. It, it, imagine not even wanting to give a manager one season, one full season. Let's not forget the year before he took over midway through. So, yeah, there we go. But thank you for your kind donation anyway. (laughs) 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 Um,
1: (laughs) After after all that.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, look, I think we'll leave it there because this has got the danger of spilling into a really sort of reactionary, over-the-top sort of podcast. And I don't want to do that. You know, I want it to be measured. We're going to do some more reaction uh following the game tomorrow, where I think the feeling of anger will probably subside a little bit and then that feeling of sadness Maybe. is gonna is gonna creep in. Um I, I love this from, from Mario in the chat. He says we feel the pain together, yes, but the joy is delayed until VAR's completed this review. <laughs> Love that one. And, uh, and a big thank you to G-Van uh, as well for another really kind Super Chat donation, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who's donated. Thank you to everybody who's been watching, who's hit the like button, who's subscribed. Uh, G-Van says, Harry, we have become such a shadow of the club we used to be. Like you, I have a young family and I feel so bad that they may never see the good times. Yeah, Whose name would you put on your daughter's shirt? Um, do you know what? I'm hoping my daughter doesn't like football. When she comes along, because I don't want, um, uh, first of all, I'll have to pay for two season tickets extra, which is a bloody nightmare. Um, so yeah, she can stay with her mom, so uh, yeah, hopefully, she's not into the game. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it there because, as I say, it, it's been a tough night for us all, and uh, we'll continue the fallout, continue the reaction, we'll bring you a tactical. Analysis show tomorrow. Looking back at the game and the tactical elements in which we believe, Mikel made mistakes. It's probably the end of the road for Mikel Arteta in my mind. Anyway, um, this competition represented a chance for him to to save himself, chance for him to save the season, and um, for a number of reasons, some his own fault and 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 some out of his control. Arsenal have not been able to do that, and so we'll see where it takes us, Mike. Thank you so much, mate, for joining me as always. How can people follow you on social media and keep up to date with your brilliant work? Yeah, man. Um,
1: depressing night tonight, but, you know, we we move on. But, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter to- uh, at Mike underscore Stavry if you want to follow me.
0: Thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll catch you all very soon. Until next time, take care of yourselves and um, stay safe.